Welcome to the Assembly of Silence Radio Hour. This audio program has been carefully packed to the legal limit with a weekly allowance of non-governmentally approved deep thoughts per square minute of podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Judah and Noah. And we're back. Welcome to the third episode of Mm -hmm. the Assembly of Silence Radio Hour. I'm Judah Vitell with my dear friend Noah (laughs) Widoff. Ah, good. You know, maybe we got one, our shtick down. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe one time That's I'm going <laughs> to remember it. And no, that would fuck it all up. <laughs> it would fuck it all up. <laughs> so, uh, so we have a topic here uh, in mind. It's about time. It's about time. And uh, I guess... Uh, I've been thinking about this one a lot, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll take a crack at it if you like. I would love for you to start. Time seems to be one of the things that we all agree upon, the passage of time, mm. right? And it's something that we're all pretty well obsessed with. You know, time is money. You make that equation, it's all about time, right? Mm. Everyone's running around, no one has enough of it, money or time. So let's see if we can get a grip on it. Um, there are a couple of ideas about what time is that we might want to examine a bit closely. Um, we can think of time as a timeline. And we could say that time consists of uh, past, present, and future. The only problem with that is that if we're talking about what exists, right? let's say specifically what exists in the physical world, mm-hmm. it's pretty clear that the past and the future don't exist in the physical world. Now, we may have marks, signs of what occurred in the past, right. and we may have some signals of what may occur in the future, but actual moments of past and future simply do not happen in the physical world. Mm. So we're in reality, in the physical world, in the physical reality, stuck in the present. And you could say that in essence, the present is the only thing that's ever happened. And that all events come from the present. Mm So where does the past and the future reside? Now, we have names for these things, and we have extremely detailed ideas of what they are. Those ideas don't always agree, but we spend a lot of time trying to understand the past and predict the future. Mm Mm-hmm. As a species and individually, some of us are also quite obsessed with understanding our own personal histories and trying to get a grip on where our lives are going and how to make things work out. Right. 
Right. So although past and future don't exist in the physical world, they definitely exist within our minds. So can we say that in essence, when we're talking about past and future, we're talking about operations within a conscious mind Mm -hmm. and not physical properties. Right. I've been working on a, on a, a set of ideas around this, and I, I wrote a paper called Questions for Physicists. No, sorry. Metaphysical Questions for Physicists About Time. Right. Which you can find on... It's on Medium. Medium.com. Medium.com. I will try to remember to put the link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and... In that, we talk about another way of looking at time that physicists use, in essence. Mm -hmm. And uh, you could say that's related to what we were talking about uh, in the previous episode with regards to the heart, that there is an oscillation. Mm. So there is a frequency, right? So a frequency is something that... Uh, happens over time. It's a rate over time, right? A given number of um, repetitive patterns over time, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also think of velocity. Right? Velocity mm-hmm. is a distance over time. Right. But if there is no actual physical reality except the present, then those ways of thinking about time are not accurate representations of what's happening in physical space. So how do we conceive of a universe where the physical uh, domain has no time associated with it? But there's an interface with consciousness that does have a time domain. Right. Because we can observe it. So we can say that a model is suggested where the physical domain is processed by consciousness. That... Consciousness is the um, the function that causes transformation within the physical system, and that the physical system is essentially operating on the basis of inertia, except when consciousness gets involved. Mm, mm-hmm. So this also relates beautifully with this kind of universal sense of I, the universal being at the core of things. Mm -hmm. If we say that's a conscious being and we are all subordinates of it, right, little slices Mm -hmm. in essence of that one conscious being, then all of the actions of all of the conscious beings, you know, many of which we are probably completely unaware of, particularly if consciousness is a cosmic phenomena. Right. And we're looking at multiple dimensions and we can only see three. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So potentially, that's a whole other conversation. Right, but right. yeah, we could say that there's way more right. that we don't know. Right. Right. Exactly. So um, it's reasonable, I think, to to theorize that the interaction of all of these various conscious beings at their various levels of hierarchy uh, produces the various phenomena that we see happening within the physical reality. Mm-hmm. Because if we can say that. A cell is conscious, right? And a cell has a certain um, operation that it does within the physical domain that it lives, right? Mm -hmm. So pancreas cell is getting certain signals. Mm -hmm. It gets necessary nutrient from blood, converts it into insulin, Mm -hmm. right? Does its operation, sets Mm -hmm. things into motion. So material is transformed on the basis of that conscious operation, Mm -hmm. Now, we're doing similar things as individuals. So we are the, the resident being kind of managing this huge collection of all these cells. And we're doing, it in essence, the same thing. We're getting raw materials. We're doing transformations with it. And we're setting things into motion that are playing itself out in the material world. Right. Now, can we be so sure that that's not what atoms are doing? I mean, atoms basically... They, they're in a particular environment. They have a set of operations that they do. Under certain circumstances, they're going to act a certain way. They have particular characteristics. Can we, at the very least, we could say that that's a conscious operation in the sense that it, there's an ability to sense and respond. Right. Now, whether or not there is a presence of a sense of self, sense of, of being within each atom, who knows? But I, I don't see it as being an unreasonable thing to suggest. Especially if all of creation is consciousness. Right. Well, I think it, we're, we're limited in our ability to extrapolate beyond Earth. Right. <laughs> right. You know, so we can only really use what's happening here as a guide. Right. But we do know that... that like that bacteria are conscious and we're basically bacterial colonies much well we this is an interesting fact that we we are born 99% human and die 90% microbial that's interesting so huh so you're saying that the embryo hasn't taken on any it's taken on some so it's got a very it's small a amount small microbiome of, and, and a very small bit of, of bacterial or microbial in, in, in embryonic form. Huh. And then by the time we die, we're, the vast majority of us were microbial. So we have 23, roughly 23,000 genes. <laughs> I've read that we have anywhere between 3.3 3, um, uh, was it uh, We've got 3.3 million to 9 million uh, microbial genes. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, 100 trillion plus micro, uh, microbial cells, 10 trillion human cells. So we are walking ecosystems is what we are. And we're walking ecosystems that are undergoing a transformation that tapers it's got a it's got a trajectory yeah so it's yeah. a trajectory of 
uh, an inverse relationship between our body cells and the cells of the micro of the microbiome, Bi- right? That which ends up taking residence within us. Exactly. Which right. uh, our brain ha- has bidirectional communication with the bacteria in our intestines. So, hmm. so the microbiome in, in the intestinal tract has direct communication with the brain. There's bidirectional communication happening between the brain and the bacteria in the gut. Well, I don't know about you, but I think that's probably why my brain works the way it does. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I I tell people in my classes, don't always believe everything you think. Right. Exactly. Because it uh, may not be your thoughts. By the way, we recommend that you take that really seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Don't always and don't always believe what we think either. That's right. right? That's it. What we, what we're we're freewheeling here, right. right? So we're giving you whatever, whatever we have to offer. Right. So you might want to turn this over a few times before you before pick it up and take it, it home. Up, take it home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, so that's that's a beautiful moment right now to to uh, take a, a break and. Listen to, uh, well, let's listen to the silence for a moment and then we'll have a little music and come back. How about that? That's good.
this conversation around time, one of the things that just keeps coming into my awareness as you were as you were speaking is how our perception and experience of time is never consistent. Right. It's it's not always the same. And what what comes to my mind around it is um, how the state of my emotional life will determine the speed of time. Hmm. So a, a great example is if you know, you always hear time flies when you're having fun. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, or if you've ever been in those moments, like when you're about to get in a car accident and you see it happening and everything's happening in slow motion. Yeah. Although the question is whether that happens after the event or during or before, you know, like you'll experience it that way, but sometimes it's so quick that you just don't know whether it was the way you experienced it or what happened after the moment of impact, you know, yeah. it's, there's, there's a delay in our processing ability, Yeah, you know, so. Well, I can definitely say that I have had an experience where I just watched what was about to happen yeah, and I've, I've, everything slowed down right. as it was about to happen. And it was like, Everything just entered slow motion gear. Mm-hmm. And well, time is experienced on the basis of the number of frames, mm. right? Mm. So, passage of time basically has to do with noticeable clicks, right? So, when you get into a heightened experience and there is the potential for danger, your awareness goes into full on mode. And mm. so, you're going to notice every damn thing. As soon as your brain goes, hey, we got a situation. You're going to notice everything, mm. right? Mm. So that's probably what accounts for that. Mm. All of a sudden, you're basically running at a higher clock rate. Mm. Mm. Which is interesting that that higher clock rate equals slower experience of time. Mm-hmm. Because it's in relation to what was happening prior. Right. So there's way more information happening in the same Duration. Right. 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 You're kind of going along at, you know, 10 frames per second, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it jumps to 100 frames. Mm -hmm. So you've got 10 frames in the space of one, right? Right. I probably didn't do that math right. I don't know. You'd have a shitload more in the space of one. I'm definitely not your math guy here. We're good. Yeah. I'm going to buy a calculator and put it right here next to us because we're clearly both challenged in that department. But, um, <laughs> I mean, we really are because we do call this the Assembly of Time Radio Hour. And no, we call it the Assembly of Silence Radio Hour. Sorry. Hour, thank you. <laughs> What's the name of this show? <laughs> Shows you how much I know. Okay. <laughs> being human yeah being human yep that's what we do so so um so the perception of time um is another 
reason to, you know, the fact that time changes based upon perception is another reason to think of it as being something that operates within a domain of consciousness and that it's not necessarily related to anything having to do with the physical universe. Right. Basically, time is a way of describing change. Right. Exactly. And a description is something that is not the thing itself. A description is an abstraction. It's one step removed from the phenomena being observed. And so that's what happens in consciousness. You know, we're basically trying to get a sense of what the hell it is that's going on out there. Mm -hmm. So we come up with various models and ways of describing one of those models we call time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So for all the physicists out there, I I look forward to hearing what it is that you would have to say about the the paper that I referenced earlier, Mm -hmm. Metaphysical Questions for Physicists About Time. Mm. Um, There are some suggestions made in there that I'm not going to go into now because, quite frankly, it's difficult to speak off the cuff about them. Um, but they're, they're interesting. I, I think it's worth, it's one of those things like what we were talking about last time, throwing some ideas out them, out there. You know, take them or leave them. Mm-hmm. If you find them interesting, let us know. Let's all discuss them. See if it leads somewhere because mm-hmm. some of them are not being discussed. Mm-hmm. So that seems like a wonderful opportunity. Let's talk about some stuff that's not normally being discussed. See if it leads somewhere. You know, after that, you've turned it over a few times. You decide. You're going to pick it up and take it home. (laughs) Sure. Spread it around. (laughs) Spread it around even better. Spread that one around a little bit. Hit the like button, the clap button. Yeah. Yeah. Send it to your friends, your enemies, (laughs) your associates. (laughs) Anyone you want to just ruffle their feathers. You know? Yeah, everyone everyone except the ones you can't afford to send it to for whatever reason. That's right. Don't worry about them. We understand. It's not that. worth it. It's yeah. Not, we've all been there. Yeah. So so here we go. So time is certainly not linear, right? Yeah. Is it circular? <laughs> well, if it's happening within the mind, right? Mm-hmm. I want to throttle that dog. <laughs> He's ruining something really beautiful here. <laughs> All people could hear right now is probably... Right? Probably You're like, you know, I'd really like to listen to this podcast, <laughs> but that dog is driving me nuts. <laughs> Should I go lock him in another room somewhere? There is no other room somewhere. That, I, could, or I could bring him in here. We could see what happens. See if it makes it worse. <laughs> Should we try that and see what happens worse? Do you remember we, where we were? Should we do a, a, an assembly of silence uh, moment here? Well, no, that was definitely not an assembly of science moment. That was the opposite <laughs> of the assembly. It's an assembly of shit moment. So, so I'm gonna, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pause, Play go to a music, brief musical, musical and let the little rug rat in here and see what happens. Okay. Okay. Okay, so we were discussing time, and you were wondering about whether or not we could call it circular, whether there's a circularity to it. Or is it a spiral fashion? Does it, is there a form? Is there a form Well, to time? let's put it this way. If it's true that time is not a physical um, property, right. that it's entirely a... Uh, cognitive construct, right? Then it is what we decide it is. Mm. 
<laughs> basically, right? right? So we have a variety of different models. Mm-hmm. And each of those models are describing change in various ways. Mm-hmm. But um, although the physical um, domain does change, time is not, in this way of thinking of it, time is not a property of that physical domain. Right. It's, mm. you could say it's a conception which plays a huge role in determining the changes that occur, but not a definitive role. Right. Because the nature of the interactions is too complicated for any cognitive construction right. to predict. It's a percept-concept dynamic. Hmm. Meaning that... We perceive it, and then based on our perception, we develop a concept around it. Mm-hmm. And then as our concept of it grows, so does perhaps our capacity to perceive it. And if our perception gets... I don't know about that. Mm. It may be that actually as our concept grows, our <clears throat> capacity to perceive decreases. Mm. It may be similar to the the what the microbiome relationship to the... Um, genetic material of the individual. Mm-hmm. There's kind of an inverse relationship over time. I'm using the uh, air quotes there. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the change is occurring that has a certain pattern to it that we right. can describe using the conceptual framework of time. Right. Right. Um, and it's possible that a a reservoir that's built up of understanding is something which decreases the perceptual capacity mm. in a way. Like, there's mm. a question as to whether or not a mind can operate in an incoming, outgoing basis. Right. And so one of the things that they talk about in meditation is that the reason you practice meditation is to return to a receptive state mm. because the activity of the mind is something which is always sort of producing forms, producing concepts trying so right. that and that is essentially an output mode and in order to gain new information you need to shut that stuff down right. and settle <clears throat> into zero state right 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 so my guess is that there probably is something like that inverse relationship between the perceptive and what do you call conceptive. it conceptive yeah yeah percept concept dynamic mm-hmm. good stuff Thanks for joining us. We will see you next time. Have a nice day. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, throw us a bone by subscribing to this channel, visiting our social media pages, and hitting the various like, love, and clap buttons. We welcome all comments, criticisms, and random thoughts. Our email is silentassembly at protonmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at silentassembly. And if you want to be an angel, we have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash silentassembly. We look forward to serving you again soon. In the meantime, remember... 
turn that thing over a few times before you pick it up and take it home. <laughs>